Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC 254 and UFC Fight Night 181, which was headlined by Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. But first, we'll talk about UFC 254. I know, I missed that. I missed uh, giving you a recap uh, last week. This should have happened last week, but I was so busy making the Khabib video that I just I had no time to just like sit down and talk about it. Um, but I'll talk about it now. Khabib Nurmagomedov, <laughs> I can't even say his name properly. That's why I didn't talk about it. But Khabib Nurmagomedov, he defeated Justin Gaethje. It was a uh, second round, right? Second round triangle choke. And um, if he calls it a career, like he said he uh, was going to, that's an awesome way to finish off his career with a triangle choke because that's how he started his career. Watch the Khabib Nurmagomedov video, how good was he? I talk about that in there. But overall, man, I know um, Justin Gaethje, he did look good in the opening round. I will I will give him that, that he had a good game plan. It's just, it was one of those game plans that you knew he wasn't going to be able to keep up with it. It just, Khabib wasn't really slowed by what Justin was doing, and that was leg kicks, constant movement, this and that, but it's just, you can't compete with Khabib's wrestling, man, he's gonna take you down, it's gonna happen, um, and it's just funny, because everyone, like, leading up to a Khabib fight is like, yeah, I could handle it, I've been training my wrestling, it's like, yo, you can train your wrestling as much as you want for Khabib Nurmagomedov, but nothing is gonna change that, um, He's the best wrestler of all time in MMA, in my opinion. I just don't know anyone else that I could say is better than Khabib, honestly, in wrestling. Um, he's just so dominant. That's all he really needed. You knew the takedown was coming, but you can't stop it. And that's what happened with Justin. And he ended up getting choked out unconscious in the second round. And Khabib Nurmagomedov, he retires. He retired after calling it a career at 29-0. And, and um, of course, because it was uh, his mother's request for him to not fight without his father, Abdul Manap. So if he calls it a career, I'll say this. He has one of the most legendary careers of all time. I put him second greatest fighter of all time behind George St. Pierre. That was uh, my... Uh, my final uh, pick for greatest of all time, the GOAT. George St. Pierre tops him still, in my opinion. What can Khabib do to do better than George St. Pierre and become the GOAT? I think um, going up to welterweight to get the belt would be huge. Um, I'm, I'm talking about things that would be quick for Khabib because obviously he's not trying to get five more title defenses or anything like that I know people were complaining about oh but Khabib it took forever for him to get his first title shot it's like I know but that's such a what if you know do you know how many what ifs there are in careers like what if he never got injured what if um he learned this earlier what if she you know so many what ifs in MMA and in the end of the day it didn't happen Khabib Nurmagomedov got his title shot much later and that's just the reality of it maybe he could have done something to get there sooner you know it's just there was also injuries in his career there are so many what ifs and in the sport where 
you have fighters overcoming those what ifs and actually doing it it's you just have to look at the facts and for me the facts are george st pierre is the greatest fighter of all time that's just my opinion though um but i love hearing people's thoughts on that people say john jones personally i just i can't put someone who failed a drug test as the greatest of all time it just doesn't um or even in the conversation of that in my opinion he's a great fighter don't get me wrong it's just there are fighters who have done have had amazing careers without testing positive see that's the problem if all of these top guys were testing positive after then we'd have to include them on the list you know what i'm saying but George St. Pierre didn't test positive. Daniel Cormier, Khabib Nurmagomedov. These are guys who had amazing careers without failing a drug test. So that's why I don't accept uh, people with failed drug tests on the greatest of all time conversation. It's just, it's you're kind of written off in my opinion. I know people have different opinions on that, but that's just how I feel. Let's talk more about this card, the co-main event. Robert, I almost said Robert De Niro. Robert Whitaker defeated J uh, Jared Cannonier by unanimous decision. Overall, um, it was a very uneventful fight, I'll be honest. Um, just trading shots. Um, Robert, he did very good in the third round by connecting with that head kick. I think that was the biggest shot. Jared looked in trouble. And to be honest, I think that was the round that it was, I think, one in three where Robert won. And then you could and you gave uh, the second to Jared. I, I have to watch it again. But overall, I know um, that Robert Whitaker, I'm impressed that he won this fight alone because there was so much hype behind Jared Cannonier to fight Israel Adesanya. But Robert, he's showing why he's still a top middleweight in the UFC and that's impressive because honestly the trajectory of his career at this point it seems like he should be going down like most of champions who lose the belt they kind of there's no motivation to get the belt again really and it, it seems like he still has that motivation and that's pretty impressive honestly because there's so many up-and-coming talent coming the <laughs> There's uh, Paulo Costa, there's uh, even Jared Cannonier. I thought he was going to defeat uh, Robert Whitaker, to be honest. But, man, Robert Whitaker, he's tough, man. You know, he uh, he stayed in there, connected with that nice uh, head kick. And I'm excited to see what's next for him. I think a title shot is well-deserved, but obviously that's not what's going to happen right now. Um, but... Regardless, Robert Whitaker, I think, uh, is probably just the toughest guy that Israel Adesanya has to face in the middleweight division right now. And he he got past him very easily. So that's that says a lot about Israel Adesanya, in my opinion. I also want to talk about Alexander Volkov. He defeated Walt Harris in the second round by TKO body kicks and punches. Very well done against Walt Harris, who I I think is very, very good. It sucks that he's on this like two fight losing streak now. I so much things happened in his personal life um, before that two fight losing streak. Twenty twenty overall was just not a good year for him. But I think he's gonna bounce back, and I hope he does because I I do I like Walt Harris quite a bit. Some other fights that I want to uh, bring up on this card. Tai Tiovasa, he defeated Stefan Struve by 
KO in the first round, and that's an important fight for Tai Tiavasa to win because he snapped his three-fight losing streak, so he's back on that one. And overall, if I was to give this uh, card a rating, I would uh, give it a 7 out of 10. UFC 254, 7 out of 10 for me. Now, let's move on to this past week's card, which was UFC Fight Night 181, headlined by Uriah Hall, who defeated Anderson Silva by TKO punches in the fourth round. Uh, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy how in back-to-back weekends we have like two of the greatest fighters of all time, re- like not retiring, but basically out of the UFC. And one of them, it's they left on like one of the best notes you could ever leave in this sport. And then the other, um, it sucks to say, but he stayed. Anderson Silva stayed in this game for way too long. Um, he hasn't won a fight since 2017, and that was against Derek Brunson. And if you guys remember that fight, it was a fight that could have went to Derek Brunson as well. So, honestly, this past uh, streak of fights where he's just been losing, basically, now he's on a three-fight losing streak, which is the first in his career. That's, like, that's wild, you know? Like, I never thought Anderson Silva would be on a three-fight losing streak, right? Um but yeah, it's after 2013, like 2013 was just the downfall from there. And for him to kind of be in this sport for seven years after that, it's we he's been in this for way too long, in my opinion. But who am I to tell him to stop fighting? I know he wants to continue fighting. And I think, honestly, I would love it if he signs with Bellator and fights for the middleweight championship against the new champion, Gegard Mousasi, who just uh, won the vacant belt recently against uh, Diego Lima. Shout out to Gegard Mousasi. Great win against uh, Lima. Man. Was it? Is it Diego Lima? I, I feel like I'm getting it wrong, man. Oh, man. Diego Lima. <laughs> I got to Google this stuff. No, that's his brother, man. What's his... Uh, what's his brother's... Uh, Douglas Lima. He defeated Douglas Lima by... Um, by unanimous decision to win the belt again. And I think Gegard Mousasi versus Anderson Silva, that would be such an exciting fight to watch, uh, regardless of Anderson Silva's age, his three-fight losing streak, and him not deserving a belt, like a title shot. But name alone, I think that is a fight I want to see. And just imagine if he defeats Gegard Mousasi, that would be crazy. Um, But overall... Anderson Silva for you. I'll probably make a video on his career. I already did. I know people have seen it, but sadly it got taken down by YouTube. So in my opinion, it is sad, but it's also good because now I can make a much better video that's also updated. So I'm excited to do that. And as for Uriah Hall, I think a good matchup for him next would either be Jared Cannonier or... Darren Till, maybe more Darren Till's side I'm, I'm aiming for, but that would be a good step up in competition for him and also a fun fight if he fights Darren Till. I think just like two strikers going at it, I think that's the perfect uh, headliner for a UFC Fight Night card in my opinion. But overall, that was uh, the main event for that card. Let's talk about the co-main event, which was Bryce, <laughs> Bryce Mitchell, who defeated Andre Feely by unanimous decision. And 
that was also a very impressive performance by Bryce Mitchell because Andre Feely had a lot of momentum behind him going into this fight and Bryce Mitchell effectively neutralized that with his wrestling throughout the three rounds and I'm excited for Bryce Mitchell man because I'm actually I think he's such an entertaining fighter and entertaining personality so in my opinion I think a very good fight for him would be it would be a step up in competition maybe too much but I say give it to him and that fight is Bryce Mitchell versus the Korean Zombie. I think that would be a friggin' incredible fight to watch. And I don't know. I don't know who would win that fight. The Korean Zombie is coming off that loss against Brian Ortega. Bryce Mitchell has been looking very good as of recent. What's his win streak at right now? He's at... He's undefeated. <laughs> but in the UFC, he's won two three four five five fight win streak in the ufc so that's um that's exciting that's very exciting to see and for him to go against the korean zombie i think that's just going to be such a fun matchup for everyone involved the fans the fighters it's gonna be a nice fight if the ufc sets that one up i also want to talk about greg hardy he defeated maurice green I actually said that if with this uh, win for Greg Hardy, I think a good fight for him next would be Tai Tiovasa. That that would be fun for both fighters, and I think it's perfect for where they're at in their careers right now. Because Greg Hardy, man, like regardless of all the controversy, he's actually been um, grinding quite a bit in the UFC in terms of trying to build a resume and everything like that. So I respect that, but. Um, Obviously, there's always going to be some hate and controversy around him when he goes to fight. But I think uh, he deserves a step up in competition after what he's shown us so far. And Taiti Avasa is, I think, that perfect step up in in, uh, competition. So Taiti Avasa, Greg Hardy, sign me up for that fight. Kevin Holland, he defeated Charlie Ontiveros in the first round with a submission to slam is what it's officially ruled as. And this was scary. This was a scary finish. We'll talk about Kevin Holland and his beef with Israel Adesanya after. But Charlie Ontiveros couldn't get up after that slam. So the, the fight stopped and he needed a stretcher to take him off. And the initial fear was that he's paralyzed like he can't walk and that was a genuine fear um for me especially when uh who's the ringside announcer he started talking about it i'm like yo this this could be actually serious i don't think anything big came out of it i think charlie's okay because if he wasn't it would have been such a bigger controversy around this but if if that actually happened and i hope it never does to any fighter if that went down it would be such a big step back for the sport and thank god charlie's okay because that was a a scary couple of minutes in my opinion kevin holland had no idea what was going on because he was so busy talking to israel adesanya um and that's fine you know like it wasn't like really brought to my attention either until the announcer brought it up and i was like oh like this is serious this is not good um Kevin Holland, though, he, 
I wouldn't say it was an impressive performance, um, but he got the win. He immediately went to Israel, started um, trash talking to him in the cage. And I know people are giving him slack, <laughs> giving him slack for this to, uh, to be talking to the middleweight champion. But this is what we got to do. This is what fighters got to do in order to build their names and it may seem funny now but let's say kevin holland goes on another five fight win streak it's not going to be funny then you know like that's that's how this game works you got to back up your talk and sometimes that's hard because you you could talk the smack and not back it up but the true elite are able to back it up and i think kevin holland if he is talking all this trash talk to Israel Adesanya right now, I expect him to go on a crazy run after this uh, victory. So I'm excited for Kevin Holland. We'll see what goes down with his career. Tiago Moises, he defeated Bobby Green, which sucks, but it was a close fight. Honestly, uh, I gave it to Bobby Green, which is, um, I know I'm biased in that, but I understand why the judges would have gave it to Tiago Moises. So, for example, there was a moment in round one where Bobby got hit with a punch to the eye and he thought it was like an eye poke. He looks at the ref and the ref lets the action continue. And basically, it was a pretty close round, but overall, Bobby was controlling the octagon, pressing forward, connecting with shots. He won that round, in my opinion, but that one moment where he looked hurt bad... And it wasn't stopped due to eye poke. That probably gave the round to Tiago Moises. And small things like that just gives the round to Bobby's opponent. You know, he does so much work in these rounds and then one significant strike and it's over basically. So that's the reason why I could see why the judges gave Tiago the decision win. But... Bobby Green, I, I wish him the best. I know he's going to come back from this and he's only going to get better. So I am excited for his career still. He's going to be a BMF. That's my prediction. And it shall come true. <laughs> Otherwise, from that, those are all the uh, fights that I can give you my input on. Let me know what you think. If I was to give a rating on this card, I would give it a 6 out of 10. What did you think? <laughs> Once again. And uh, what did you think about UFC 254? Overall, I like both cards. They were good. But thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.